Ask, seek, knock. Well, when I was at school, I always remember teachers saying to us, if you don't know how to do something, put your hand up and ask. And I, I hope school's still like that, that you can actually put your hand up and ask questions and get answers. If you don't ask, how do you find out what the answer is? How do you work out how to do something? We have to seek after the answers that we need. And at school it might be to, to complete an assignment or to help with an upcoming exam. We have to knock on the door of opportunity to get those answers. Asking for and seeking those answers, they can be very important at school and particularly later in school life. The answers might be important for getting the required marks to advance to your next step of your education. Now here in the beginning of this passage, it seems like Jesus is saying, if we ask and seek, we'll be given all we ask for. And if we knock on the door, it will be opened. That's what it says in verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Ask, seek, knock. But it's actually a call to prayer. But it sounds like we can ask for and receive anything. But I don't think this is what Jesus is getting at here. It's not where you say to God, God, I'd really like the winning lotto numbers. But it does seem to sound like you can ask and receive anything. But God has never promised that we will be wealthy, healthy and free from problems. We can pray for those things, but there's no scriptural assurances that we'll receive them. So what is, what is it that Jesus is asking us to ask, seek and knock for? What does he want us to pray for? Well, I think Jesus is trying to teach us here is to pray for God's will for us. That we would develop a righteous character. To develop what I'm going to call our kingdom character. Now, if we go back to the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, back to the Beatitudes, we can see that Jesus asks this in Matthew 5, verse 6. Blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Jesus is saying that if we hunger and thirst, if we pray to grow our kingdom character, God will answer. Now let's have a look at verse 7 at the beginning of today's passage. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. 
Knock and the door will be opened to you. Now we can see this is written in the present tense. And the original language that this was written in was Greek. And this would be referred to as a present imperative. Now when I read that, I had absolutely no idea what that meant. So I looked it up and this is what I found. Present active imperatives are commands that are expected to be followed not once but as an ongoing process. Jesus is asking us to be persistent in our prayers for working on our kingdom character, to keep praying for these things. And I wonder how often do we pray for our our character to become more godly? It's a lot easier to pray persistently for someone who's not well and pray for them consistently in our desire to see them get better. Or we may be persistent in praying for ourselves if we're in dire need. Maybe our own health is poor or we're not in a good place financially and are having trouble paying the bills. Now it's good to be praying for these things but Jesus is asking us to be persistent in asking God for something equally important, to grow our kingdom character. And we need to be doing this because we are in a continual battle with sin and with the evil one. And this this ongoing battle, that's one that's going to need ongoing prayer. Prayer to help us with our sin, to help us grow in faith and in love and in righteousness. And when we stumble and make mistakes, we mustn't give up on prayer. Persistent prayer is the only thing that's going to win this battle. Most of us know we make mistakes. Most of us know we sin. And most of us will pray and ask for forgiveness for our mistakes and the things that we do wrong. But how often, along with asking for forgiveness, do we actually ask for improvement? How often do we ask to grow in righteousness? How often do we ask to love and forgive others more? How often do we seek to be more Christ-like? And I think Jesus would say, ask more often. Before, I spoke about how asking questions and seeking knowledge when we're at school is important. And for me, that continued on after leaving school when I started my apprenticeship. Now, I remember having some tradesmen who were more passionate about passing on their knowledge than others, but most of them were very good at passing that on. They were keen to have you ask questions. And I recall one guy once said to me, even if you think the question is absolutely stupid, ask anyway, because otherwise you're not going to get an answer. And I had one tradesman who was particularly keen in his training. 
I worked with him as a second and a third year apprentice. He was Dutch and a little bit hard to understand with his accent. And if he thought you weren't listening to him, he'd throw something at you, like a big bolt or nut or both. So you usually paid attention and asked questions to avoid his reactions. Now, God doesn't want to throw anything at us to get to get our attention. But he does want us to come after him and seek him with all our heart. Listen to Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now that's persistence, to come after him wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly. He wants us to come after him and his kingdom with all our heart and soul, to pursue him and his righteousness with a powerful persistence. And when we do this, when we pursue our kingdom character with all our heart and soul, God will use us for his mighty purposes. And we can see this in the first part of 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Now, I've been giving you my examples of asking and receiving through learning. But in verses 9 and 10, Jesus gives his own. Let's have a look at that. Which of you, if your son asks, asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Well, you can't fault Jesus on this statement, can you? How many parents out here would deliberately want to see their, their kids go hungry? Not many, I would think. It's our natural instinct to want to see our kids fed well and nourished. There might be a few kids out there who, uh, who think their parents want them to starve, especially when mum and dad say to them, no, you've got to wait till dinner time. But let's look a little bit deeper into these two verses. Let's look at this through a first century Jewish context and through the law. Now, bread for them in those days was a big part of their diet. They probably had it with every meal. And not to have bread would probably mean they're likely to go hungry. So verse 9, Jesus is talking about satisfying the physical hunger of your child. And no one wants to see a child go hungry. But verse 10 is a bit strange, isn't it? Would you really give your child a snake to eat instead of a fish? You'd hope it was dead first. What can I give you, son? An eastern brown or a red belly black? But it's not what it seems. The bread is for their physical well-being. And giving a stone is not going to be good for them. It's not going to fill their stomachs. And it'll probably give you a massive dentist bill if they try to eat it. 
But a snake, well, that's going to be no good for their spiritual well-being. The Jewish law requires in Leviticus 11.42 that they don't eat anything that crawls on its belly. It's unclean. For a Jewish father to give his son a snake to eat, it's wrong in the eyes of the law. The law that was handed down from God to Moses. So in verses 9 and 10, Jesus paints a picture of a parent looking after their child physically and spiritually. Now Jesus goes on to say that even we who are evil because we sin, we can give good gifts to our kids. How much more will our God in heaven give us good gifts if we ask him? And that's the thing, isn't it? As parents, we will do our best to give our kids what they need. Not always what they want, but we will try and give them what they need. We'll give them food, we'll clothe them, we educate them, and we love them most of the time. And this is from us, a sinful bunch of people. How much more will we receive from our perfect Father in heaven? And unlike when our kids speak to us, when we speak to God, he always listens. But like us as parents, God may not always give us what we want, but he will always give us what we need. And he's already given us the greatest gift of all. He's given us Jesus. And through Jesus, we have salvation and redemption. Through Jesus, we have our relationship with God restored. This on its own enables us to come before God to ask, seek and knock. How much greater are God's gifts? Now, as a kid, you've got great faith that if you go to your mum at lunchtime and say, hey, mum, I'd love a sandwich, you'd be pretty sure she'd answer, sure, what do you want on it? And when we approach God in prayer, we have to have total confidence in God's character. Faith that he will provide us with what we need. And faith is one of those kingdom characteristics I've been talking about. How does our faith grow? Well, our faith grows by coming to God in prayer. To ask. By sincerely asking God to grow our faith, he will do it. He won't hand us a rock. This isn't a want, but something God knows that we need. Our faith also increases when we live in God's word, when we seek him. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it tells us, consequently, Faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. To live in God's word, to seek and understand more and more. And another way to grow in faith is to join with others who are strong in faith. To knock on their door 
and asked to be able to walk with them in faith. God doesn't want us to do it on our own. He wants us to do it with others. In the Old Testament, we see God gathering his people as one nation, Israel. And in the New Testament, we see his people coming together as churches. And that's how we still do it today. We're stronger together. We're less prone to temptation. Now, these are three ways to help our faith grow, to help us to approach God with confidence. Now, Jesus finishes off this ask, seek and knock passage with what most of us have come to know as the golden rule. In Matthew 7, verse 12. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. Well, this sums up the law and the prophets. Now, we probably don't think too much on the law and the prophets bit. But the first part of that is how most of us would like to live. And it's a great way to look at living at life. And it should be, because that's what Jesus has told us to do. And Jesus puts a, a positive spin on this compared to the law of Moses. The law says, don't steal. Jesus says, give generously. The law says, don't slander. Jesus asks us to build people up with our words. And the law says, don't sin. Jesus says, love people. But I can see why the law puts it the way it does. It's just not in our nature to do it the way Jesus wants. It's far easier to be told what not to do, although we still fail at that, don't we? Now, as Christians, we can really find it hard to feel that we're doing okay spiritually. The bar's been set pretty high by Jesus. Jesus wants us to love one another just as he does. To do for others what they would do for us. Now, it's really easy to do that for some people. But with others, it can be a real struggle, can't it? And others would probably feel the same about us. But Jesus wants us to love one another regardless. It's a high bar. That's why Jesus tells us to ask, seek and knock. He knows it's not easy. He knows we'll need help to help build our kingdom character. We need to pray for it. Pray that we'll grow in all those characteristics. Love, forgiveness, faith, righteousness, godliness. All those things that build our kingdom character. And we must pray for these things persistently. We need to keep growing. So we have to keep asking persistent prayer. And we must pray in faith. Pray with complete confidence in God that he will give us what we need. We need to have faith that God will give us what we need. He is a great loving father. 
So he will give us what we need. When we ask, seek and knock and look to build our kingdom character, God will help us to imitate his loving nature. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you want us to ask, seek and knock, to be continually praying to you for those things we need, especially for us to grow in our kingdom character. Help us to be able to come before you in faith and ask, seek and knock to enable us to live as you want us to and to be used for your purposes. Amen.